Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I'm your host. It is Sunday, October 4th, 2020, and you already know what it is. This is Thinking Outside the Boombox. I am excited for this week's episode um, because in the Dig Deeper segment, uh, the 20 and 20 series will be coming to an end. Uh, This was a four-part series that I created to rank the 20 best artists in their 20s for hip-hop and R&B. And in the Dig Deeper segment for this week, I will be revealing the top 10 artists, uh, the top 10 hip-hop artists in their 20s. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to kind of reflect on the series as a whole. Um, So yeah, we'll be doing that in the Dig Deeper segment. Um, Before that, I'm going to give you a song of the week. Uh, I'm going to give you the press play segment. Um, to keep you updated on all of the hip-hop and R&B news since the last episode. And yeah, you already know what it is. So um, follow the socials on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TOTB, the podcast. Lots of great information there. Um, Also want to remind you of the podcast newsletter. Everything that I talk about in every episode is featured in the podcast newsletter. Um... You can get the podcast newsletter in two ways. Um, The first way is to sign up for the mailing list. Um, If you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, right on the homepage, there's a place to put in your email. You submit your email, and then every um, week when there's an episode, uh, right after the episode uh, is released on audio platforms or the live stream ends on Twitch, um, the newsletter will be emailed to you. Uh, you will also every Wednesday get a curated playlist um, uh, every Wednesday, four Wednesdays out of each month. So definitely worth it to be on the mailing list. Um, if you don't want that and you just want the podcast newsletter, if you go to the newsletter tab on thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, all of the newsletters from every episode are managed there. So um, definitely check those out. So without any further ado, let's jump into the song of the week. So the song of the week for this week um, is a throwback. Uh, It is from Travis Scott's Days Before Rodeo Project. Um, This was Travis Scott's second mixtape. It came out, I want to say it was 2013, but let me check. 2014, Days Before Rodeo came out. Um... It had features from Big Sean, uh, Migos, uh, The1975, Young Thug, Rich Homie Quan, you know, back when they were doing their Rich Gang thing. 
Um, and the song that I want to feature is Skyfall. Um, this was produced by Metro Boomin. Um, and is definitely one of my favorite songs on the on Days Before Radio Project because it was so different. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that Young Thug was featured on the song. But between Travis and Young Thug, they're two of the artists in the game that, you know, do the most to, you know, use their their vocals and different melodies to create different sonic sounds. The vocals more so is Travis's thing where, you know, he uses his voice as an instrument. Um, and the melodies is more so Young Thug's thing where he uses a lot of, you know, different melodies and his flow and his delivery um, to make, you know, his songs sound different. And together, the both of them did that on Skyfall. Um, it's got like a real like kind of eerie vibe to it because of the, you know, the, the vocals that are laced in the background and layered on top of each other. Um, and just the general vibe of the song. It's a dope song. One of my favorites off of Days Before Rodeo. So that is, um, the song of the week for this week. It is Skyfall, Travis Scott featuring Young Thug from his 2014 project Days Before Rodeo. Uh, so without any further ado, let's jump into the press play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the press play segment. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, every music video, every song, every performance that I talk about in this segment will be in the podcast newsletter. It'll contain links to everything so that, you know, if you hear a music video that you hadn't heard about that you want to check out, boom, the link's right in the newsletter. It'll take you straight to it. Um, this segment is usually separated into three parts. The things that you should check out. That's the meat of the episode where I talk to you about new songs, music videos, performances, the rumor mill and announcements, um, is different announcements from labels, different artists of things come in that you should check out or rumors that are floating around where they might not come to pass, but if they do, I want to make sure you heard it here first. And then the upcoming and recently released albums, um, these are albums that dropped since the last episode or that are going to be released within the next month that I think I want to make sure that you have on your radar. So let's start with the things you should check out. And there were a number of music videos released this week that are worth looking at. Spillage Village, as you know, dropped off their Spilligion album last week, I believe that was. Um, they have a song on there called, it's H-A-P-I, I think that's Hoppy, um, it's a dope song. It's real soulful, lots of harmonies, and the music video kind of matches um, that feeling. Um, you know, it's it's real hopeful. There's a lot of, like, you know, kids running around and having fun, and then, you know, Spillage Village is, you know, getting their, their soulful singing and harmonizing on in the video. Um, they've been doing their videos in a lot of, like, you know, outdoor, like, you know, forest-like settings, and who knows, maybe that's, you know because of the pandemic and that's just you know the best place to get these people together to film these videos but it also kind of matches the vibe of the of the songs as well so that's pretty dope reason who is dropping off his highly anticipated debut album um this month he dropped off a music video for his latest single with Vince Staples called sauce um Vince Staples was not in the video probably also because of the pandemic but but it's a dope video um it kind of reminded me, you know, not completely, but a little bit of Kendrick's video for Humble because of the different camera lenses and just visual effects and like camera angles that they used in that video. Some similar stuff was happening on this sauce video with Reason. So check that out. Nas, as you know, dropped off his King's Disease album um, a month or two ago. Um, he has a song on there that you know, it was probably one of the the one that people like the most called Spicy with Five Year Old Foreign and ASAP Ferg. Um, I thought this music video was going to be, um, you know, some typical, you know, the three dudes standing around type stuff. And in a way that 
is in there, but they kind of, you know, no pun intended, they spice the video up um, with a lot of different visual effects and just in general, like dancing and stuff. It, it took it up a notch. You know, it was a New York video um, on another level. So I kind of like that. So check out the music video for Spicy. Um, Georgia Smith dropped a new music video for her song called Come Over. It's completely animated in it. She's like a kind of like a superhero um, type deal. It's really tight. And Pop Can um, is featured in that song. And he's also animated in the video as well. So that's tight. Check that out. Um, Megan Thee Stallion dropped off um, one, a new single and also a new video for that single. The song is called Don't Stop. Um, It features Young Thug. Um, a lot of young thug talk in this in this episode already. Um, I wouldn't have thought that a young thug making the stallion song could work, but off the first listen, I really do like the song. Um, Megan's talking that shit, you know, like she always is. Young thug kind of matches her in that. I wouldn't say that he matches her as much as like the baby has matched her when they've had songs together, but um, he definitely holds his own um, as far as like the content of the song. Um, the music video is really dope. Like, I think it's probably going to be a video of the year candidate, you know, at least as far as my awards go. I'm not speaking for the VMAs, um, but it's dope. It kind of has like Edward Scissorhands and Alice in Wonderland vibes with like the visuals and the things like that. It's a really dope video. Um, glad that Megan's OK. It's a dope song. Um, definitely check that out. Um, Ari Lennox officially released her new single, Chocolate Pomegranate. We originally heard it. Um, a little bit ago when she did a like at home kind of series or like concert um, video Um, but she's officially dropped off the single it's dope it's it's the same soulful vibes as like up late from her last project I hope this means that you know she's in the middle of rolling out a new project because that would be dope Um, Shea Butter Baby was an amazing album and so her follow-up to that is highly anticipated but this chocolate pomegranate single is really good so definitely make sure you uh hit that up on spotify um apple music wherever and make sure that's in your library um new denzel curry you know i'm loving the 20 and 20 series artists that are featured um in the press play segment this week like you know these these youngins they're busy right now um Denzel Curry dropped off a new song called Live from the Abyss. Um, It talks about voter suppression, white supremacy, and more. It's got like a real angry feel to it. Um, And it's, you know, it's a good follow-up to a song that he did called Pig Feet uh, back when George Floyd was uh, murdered back in the summer, um, which had Kamasi Washington, um, Terrace Martin. I want to say Ninth Wonder was involved as well. Um, So definitely check out that new Denzel Curry song. Um, Janae Aiko did a Tiny Desk at Home. As I mentioned before on the podcast, Tiny Desk is an NPR kind of series where originally, before the pandemic, they would bring an artist into the NPR offices, like where the employees are, have them perform an intimate set for the employees. It was real tight. Um, A lot of artists that I know best performances have happened at tiny desk it something about that intimate setting like they really give it their all like people love to be invited to NPR to do tiny desk so because of the pandemic they've been doing different things like tiny desk at home uh where they don't necessarily have to be at home but they're just in different settings they're not in the NPR offices Janae Aiko just did one um where she performed an eight song medley, like performing songs from like her old stuff. Like she performs stuff from Sailing Souls, from Sold Out, and of course from her latest album, Chalombo. Um, it's dope. The vocals were the vocals were right. She had her I forget what they're called, but she had her like chakra, you know, glass, you know, musical bowls that, you know, the sounds are resonating from. Um, she had those those on point. Um, so definitely check out that performance. Um, Travis Scott um, continuing the um, unorthodox performances on Jimmy Kimmel. You know, last week Amina performed from a hot air balloon. Travis Scott performed his new song "Franchise" with Young Thug and M.I.A. Um, on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, not the most exciting performance, but you know the song. Also, I didn't get to say this last week. The song isn't the most exciting Travis Scott song for a single. You know, we've seen Travis more energized, more active this song seems like a you know he mailed it in but you know the message was across you know the franchise message especially with you know the mcdonald's stuff and all that and he was eating mcdonald's fries in the performance (laughs) for the jimmy kimmel 
thing. So, you know, this is all, this is a business, this is a business play. You know, the, the hard Travis Scott music is still to come, I think. And, you know, the fact that he's dropping this single, who knows if this, the fact that he made this franchise single is just because of the McDonald's thing and he's building more um, recognition of that, or if there's a new album coming. You know, Astroworld was in 2018, so well over two years old at this point. So love to have a new album from Travis. Um, also, I, even though Savage Mode, uh, 21 Savage and Metro Boomin's... Um, album is already out still watch the trailer for it because morgan freeman um is in the trailer for it and it's really dope so watch the trailer even though you can just listen to the album morgan freeman is also on the album um but the trailer was just especially dope and the trailer was released since the last episode so i wanted you know you all to see it but you know then the album also released since the last episode it was a really quick rollout for this album but check that out um, rumor mill in the announcements, Lil Wayne has expanded his release lineup because now he is adding Dedication 7, um, his mixtape series with DJ Drama. Um, the new installation is coming in 2021. This is on top of the fact that he said he's doing the Carter 6, on top of the fact that he said he's going to do No Ceilings 2 or 3. I don't remember how many No Ceilings he did. I just know the first one is the one that matters. Um, so Lil Wayne is... Despite the fact that he was going to retire after the Carter Five, he is making lots more music. Um, the Run the Jewels concert, where they are performing Run the Jewels 4 in its entirety, originally was going to happen on um, October, I think it was October 9th um, at 11 p.m. It's now happening on October 16th at 11 p.m. So, um you know, make those notes. I'm definitely going to be watching that. It's going to be on Adult Swim. They're performing Run the Jewels 4, one of the best albums that's come out this year in its entirety um, in support of, like, uh, getting uh, support for people to vote and making sure that people are aware, awareness for voting and registration and all of that. Upcoming and recently released albums. A lot of albums released this past Friday on October 2nd. 21 Savage and Metro Boomin dropped off Savage Mode 2. It's it's honestly very, very good. Morgan Freeman has interludes throughout the entire thing. And this isn't like, you know, Bruce Almighty, Morgan Freeman, like, you know, Shawshank Redemption, Driving Miss Daisy, Morgan Freeman. Like, homie is, like, talking about savage mode and snitches and rats. Like, he's fully immersed in this in this mixtape or in this album. Um, and it's really tight, like, the way the transitions are between him and the songs and 21's rapping and the beats it's incredible it's a dope project check that out bryson tiller finally dropped off his album is called anniversary um you know this is the album that we've been waiting for you know the follow-up from true to self it was originally going to be called serenity um i'm not sure what happened with that but it's a 10 song album 30 minutes long um it's dope it's the bryson tiller vibes you want and judging from his tweets this isn't the end of it like i think he's this might be a two-part album and i think he might be dropping the second part off like maybe in november or december um but definitely enjoy the bryson tiller music that we got give on um who we've you know grown to know through his verse on uh or his hook on drake's song chicago freestyle he's also got a dope ep out he just dropped another ep called when it's all said and done it's four songs um i haven't listened to it yet but give on is one of the one of the r&b artists to watch he's very good so definitely go get that ep mariah carey dropped off her album the rarities um lots of songs that throughout her career that never got released she worked on them put them out west side gun dropped off the third album he's released this year called who made the sunshine um, he's going to be um, retiring soon. Like he said at the end of 2020, he's going to be retiring. So, um, you know, probably only going to have one or two more albums from him this year. But that's crazy. If he releases more than three albums this year, like three is already insane. So, you know, he's going out with a bang. So check out his new album, Black Thoughts on it. You know, the Griselda crew is on it. Um, YG dropped off a new album, My Life 400. Um, this upcoming Friday, October 9th, Reason's dropping off his album, New Beginnings. Trey Songs is dropping off his eighth album, Back Home, 
On the 14th, Juicy J is dropping off an album called The Hustle Continues. And on October 30th, Queen Nija is dropping off her album Misunderstood. Um, So that is it for the Press Play segment this week. Without any further ado, let's jump into the Dig Deeper segment. It is time. It is welcome to the Dig Deeper segment. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, in this week's episode... The 20 and 20 series is coming to an end. Um, it's been four weeks long. Um, the first week I revealed uh, rankings 11 through 20 for the R&B artists. Then I revealed the top 10, then 11 through 20 for hip hop. And now this week I will reveal the top 10 hip hop artists in their 20s. Um, in case you haven't, you know, been... If you haven't heard the previous episodes, just a quick um, uh, summation of how the scores are tallied. Uh, Everyone is ranked by a 20-20 score. Um, It consists of three categories. Popularity, which is YouTube views, Instagram followers, Twitter followers. Uh, They receive points. Each artist receives points for different benchmarks in there. Uh, success, which is lots of different points awarded for Grammy nominations, Grammy wins, Billboard success, uh, gold, platinum certification, things like that. Um, and then quality, which is you get points for average, good, great, and excellent albums as rated by critics and fans on Metacritic and then also my subjective opinion is included in the quality ranking I ranked every artist that was considered um, and then based on where you were in my personal ranking you got a certain amount of points added to your quality score quality is worth 50% of the score popularity uh, sorry success is 30 popularity is 20 Um, and all of that together is your weighted 20 20 score so let's get started with artist number 10 the 10th best hip-hop artist in his 20s 21 savage 21 savage is a 27 year old from london england and atlanta georgia as i'm sure you know from all the memes when he was arrested by ice last year because we didn't know that he was born in london he makes the top 10 with a 2020 score of 62.7 21 Savage lived a full life before he started rapping at the age of 21. Um, He lost multiple friends to gang violence. He was a member of a gang himself. Rapping was an outlet for him, and he took to it quickly, and the public took to him. After two mixtapes, he was selected for XXL's 2016 freshman class. After a successful collab with Future and a dope collab album with Metro Boomin, Savage Mode, um, the second one was just released this past Friday I was talking about, um, 21 Star was cemented with an impressive debut album called Issa Album. 21 has a versatile flow with a menacing delivery and over the years has developed more impressive songwriting and substantial content. But at the same time, his bread and butter is definitely talking that gang street murder talk. Um, I honestly did not think 21 had it in him to be as versatile as he's become. Um, But he's been able to display as much emotion and vulnerability in his later albums as he's displayed the savagery and trap sensibilities he's made his bread and butter. 21 has also clearly increased his stock with fans in the industry with popularity and success scores in the 65th to 70th percentile. He has four Grammy nominations with one win for best rap song for his song with J. Cole called A Lot. He's got four albums that made the Billboard 200 with three of them in the top 10. And his sophomore album, I Am Greater Than I Was, reached number one. He has 36 songs on the Hot 100 with his song Rockstar, or, you know, with Post Malone's song Rockstar that he was featured on reaching number one. He's also got two gold albums, one platinum album, one gold record, and nine platinum records. Also, the song Rockstar has gone eight times platinum. Uh, His sophomore album, I Am Greater Than I Was, was critically acclaimed and a fan favorite. It's the album where he showed the most growth. 
Um, and with another Metro Boomin collaboration out now, Savage Mode 2, he is definitely in line for much more success. I guarantee Savage Mode 2 um, will likely be in the top 10 Billboard. Um, who knows if he'll get some songs on the Hot 100 from it. But, you know, he might even get a number one album. I don't know. I mentioned that he'll he'll have to fight Mariah for that number one. But if he continues to make solo albums along the lines of his sophomore album, he'll definitely rack up lots more success and even Grammy nominations because, you know, those best rap album um, categories, they do they do really, you know, dig into the releases. So I think if 21 puts together another album similar to I Am Greater Than I Was, which he already has a nomination for, I think he can rack up some more. 21 Savage is the number 10 artist. Number nine, Migos. Migos are a rap group from Atlanta, Georgia, with an average age of 28 years old. As you know, I did consider groups, as long as they're average age, averaged out to under 30, you know, between 20 and 30, they made the list. Um, Or they were eligible to make the list. Um, They earned their spot with a score of 63.9. Migos is made up of Quavo, Offset, and Takeoff. They've known each other their whole lives because they're family. They've been in the game since 2011 when they released their first mixtape. But they really broke into the mainstream in 2013 when they released Versace. And of course, they were recipients of the Drake effect. I've talked about this. This is the fourth week Drake has been involved in these artists' careers. When he hopped on the remix for Versace... Um, this was a Drake in 2013 who had released one of the greatest albums of the decade in Take Care, and he was on the cusp of releasing Nothing Was the Same, so everyone wanted to hear a new Drake verse, and his remix put Migos on the map. They took that recognition, they ran with it, releasing multiple mixtapes and hit songs and a debut album. Uh, Migos have definitely mastered the art of making trap bangers and anthems. They're hit makers. They're a versatile group who can all rap with Quavo having a knack for dope hooks. And anytime you're in the conversation for inventing a flow, speaking of the triplet flow that they use a lot, whether you did invent it or not, you know you're doing something right. Then in 2017, when rolling out their second album, Culture, they had the biggest hit of their career with Bad and Bougie, a song that became bigger than hip-hop, especially after Donald Glover shouted it out at the Golden Globes. Uh, Migos made it into the top 10 because their success and popularity is top tier. You know, they have the most YouTube views of any artist considered for this series with around 5 billion. Um, they have two Grammy nominations. They have four albums uh, that made the Billboard 200 with both of their culture albums reaching number one. They have 37 songs that made the Hot 100 with four in the top 10 and Bad and Bougie as their lone number one song. They got two platinum albums seven gold records, and nine platinum records. Their second album, Culture, um, was critically acclaimed, receiving good ratings. Um, Each member of Migos has released a solo, but they're not better than they are as a whole. Um, You know what you're getting when Migos drops an album. It's been relatively quiet for them for well over a year, and I have a feeling that they want to release more solo projects, but their Culture 3 album is highly anticipated. We're still waiting on it. And with the way they roll out albums, there are definitely a lot more hits in our future. Migos comes in at number nine. Number eight is Lil Baby. Lil Baby is a 25-year-old who hails from Atlanta, Georgia. With a score of 77.5, he secured the number eight spot. If it seems like Lil Baby came out of nowhere, that's because for the most part, he did. Um, After spending a few years... In prison, Lil Baby decided to start rapping, got a deal with Quality Control, which is the same label as Migos. He released four mixtapes in 2017. Um, By the time he released his debut album in 2018, those tuned into the trap scene knew Lil Baby. Um, He had the cosign from Drake. Drake hopped on his single Yes Indeed, and the Drake effect raged on. Um, Five months later, he released Drip Harder with Gunna, became a household name in the trap uh, genre. Uh, he's become the hottest trap artist out. Everyone wants a little baby verse. At the age of 25, he has already amassed more success than Migos. He has the second largest success score of anyone in the series. Uh, he has one Grammy nomination. He's got five albums that made the Billboard 200 with four of those in the top 10. And his sophomore album, My Turn, reached number one. He's got 58 songs that made the Hot 100 with five in the top 10. 
Um, he's got two gold albums, three platinum albums, 23 gold records, and 16 platinum records. And his Drake-assisted single, Yes Indeed, reached five times platinum. Drip Too Hard with Gunna reached seven times platinum. His albums only received average ratings from critics and fans, but I think that'll change with his next album. He already showed some impressive rapping on My Turn, and he's shown that he can turn his experiences into songs with substance, like his latest single called The Bigger Picture, where he's talking about um, you know, the systemic injustices that black people are seeing um, and facing in society. Um, Lil Baby isn't going anywhere, and he's really just getting started. He is the number eight artist. Number seven is Vince Staples. Vince is a 27-year-old from North Long Beach, California. He's one of my favorite artists, and I'm glad that he made the top 10. Um, Vince became a rapper in the most organic ways. Like He took a trip to L.A. in 2009. He became friends with members of Odd Future, most specifically Sid from the Internet and Earl Sweatshirt, both artists featured in this series. Um, he rapped on a few Odd Future songs and decided he wanted to be a rapper. Um, he released multiple mixtapes, including one with Mac Miller, doing all the production under his Larry Fisherman, um, you know, pseudonym. Um, He signed with Def Jam in 2013. He took advantage um, of incredible opportunities, like touring with Mac Miller, touring with Schoolboy Q. He had no ID producing on his first EP and even made the XXL freshman class in 2015. In June of 2015, he released his debut, Summertime 06, which was a double-disc album that was one of the best albums of the year. Um, Vince is compelling because he was in gangs as a kid and knows that street life, but he doesn't necessarily make music to glorify it. He knows it well enough to make a hard banger like Senorita or North North, but he also uses his music as important social commentary on what it's like to be black and specifically to be a young black man in America. He knows his way around a conceptual album and he always spits the hardest verses on his songs and others. Um, he hasn't achieved much formal success um, but he has the highest quality score of any rapper considered for this series. He's got five projects that made the Billboard 200 and two gold records. As far as quality is concerned, every single one of his albums and EPs is critically acclaimed and a fan favorite. Hell Can Wait, good ratings by critics and fans. Summertime 06, great ratings by critics and fans. Prima Donna, good ratings by critics and fans. Big Fish Theory, Good ratings by fans, great ratings by critics. FM, good ratings by critics and fans. The man makes incredible projects, and he makes a lot of them, and there's really something for everyone. And something tells me his career won't end without him topping his debut, Summertime 06. And that was one of the best albums of the last decade. So Vince Staples is the number seven artist with a score of 81.4. The honorary... Sixth spot goes to Mac Miller. Mac Miller was a 26-year-old from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I mentioned this last week, but I'll reiterate. I wanted to include artists who passed away while in their 20s, but I recognize that when artists pass away, their numbers in all three categories can be inflated because people want to remember artists by going out and listening to their music. So their streams go up. Um... Their albums reappear on the Billboard list because a lot of people are listening to it. So every deceased artist that made the list off their score received an honorary spot, and another artist got an opportunity to make the list. Juice World received the honorary 13th spot, and now Mac Miller received the honorary 6th spot with a score of 83.5. I've talked at length about Mac Miller and the inspiring artistic growth he achieved during his career. He started his career in serious Asher Roth territory. Many of you may not remember Asher Roth. Um, the highlights of his mixtapes before his debut album consisted of songs about skipping class, partying, living, free, and a song about Donald Trump when rappers were name-dropping Trump because he was rich. Now, to be fair, he started rapping when he was 15, and he signed a record deal when he was 18, but nothing he was rapping about was unique or hadn't been heard before, and he wasn't rapping in a way we hadn't heard before either. Despite this, he made the 2011 XXL freshman class, and his Donald Trump song went platinum. Uh, his debut album, Blue Slide Park, was thematically more of the same, but in 2012, with his mixtape, Macadelic, his music started to evolve. To quote him, he started thinking about what he wanted to say instead of 
the type of music he wanted to make on Macadelic and on his sophomore album, uh, watching movies with the sound off his music got edgier, his flow improved. The production was compelling. He was holding his own with incredible features like Kendrick, Schoolboy Q, Lil Wayne. You know, there's a reason that Kendrick mentioned Mac Miller in his control verse. Mac started producing all of his own music, experimenting with different production styles. His music got jazzy as he grappled with mortality on his Faces mixtape. He rapped about his feelings and getting sober and dealing with depression on Good AM. He got soulful and talked about love on The Divine Feminine. And then conceptually and thematically tackled his demons on Swimming and Circles, all while incorporating funk and soul and folk into his music. Unfortunately, he wouldn't make it to see that last album be released. You know, it's incredible the type of music you can make when you focus on the message and not what people expect of you. Mac has one Grammy nomination. He's got 10 projects that made the Billboard 200, six of those in the top 10, and his debut album, Blue Slide Park, reaching number one. He's got 21 songs that made the Hot 100 and one in the top 10. He's got four gold albums, five gold records, and three platinum records. His Swimming and Circles albums... Uh, were critically acclaimed, both receiving good ratings from the critics. Fans loved Good AM, The Divine Feminine, and Swimming the most, with Swimming receiving great ratings. You know, Mac had become an artist you could count on to give you consistent, creative, meaningful albums, and that's such a 180 from where he started that it's incredibly impressive. Mac's death was one of the few celebrity deaths that I really felt when he passed away, um, because we definitely truly lost a real one. The honorary sixth spot goes to Mac Miller. The official sixth spot. Let me take a drink of water. Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper is a 27-year-old from Chicago, Illinois. With a score 85.8, he claims the official sixth spot. Chance isn't like many rappers on this list where he released a bunch of mixtapes before his career took off. His career is his mixtapes. Chance got interested in music at a young age, especially through Chicago's creative writing workshops and programs, shout out to you media, um, and began writing when he was in high school. On a 10-day suspension for smoking some weed, he released his debut mixtape 10-day, which was well-received and an impressive effort for a 19-year-old. It was quirky, it showcased impressive flows and a unique style. Um, Chance gained a lot of recognition after he joined Donald Glover uh, on tour. And then his acid rap mixtape took his career to new heights. Uh, this acid fueled tape was a coming of age album that featured artists like No Name, Saba, Twista, Childish Gambino, and more. And it saw Chance rapping his ass off with nostalgic sentiments and good ass music. The album was jazzy in its inspiration and its pace. Is largely considered Chance's greatest work. Since Acid Rap, Chance has never stopped making music with his friends, whether it be a mixtape with Lil B or a Christmas tape with Jeremiah. Um, his albums are always a group affair. His band, The Social Experiment, is always close by. In 2016, he honed in on his belief in God and family and made Coloring Book, the, mis- the mixtape that helped him achieve more success than he'd ever known. And he doubled down on all those sentiments with his debut album, The Big Day. Chance has always told the story he wanted to tell the way he wanted to tell it, and that includes remaining independent at the height of his career. He's a trendsetter and a trailblazer, becoming the first artist to win Grammys off streaming. Chance has been nominated for eight Grammys, and he's won three, including Best New Artist, Best Rap Album for Coloring Book, and Best Rap Performance for No Problem. He's got four projects that made the Billboard 200, with three of them in the top 10. He's got 14 songs that made the Hot 100, with two of them in the top 10. And his collaboration with DJ Khaled and others, I'm the One, reaching number one. He's also got three gold records and five platinum records. I'm the one also reached eight times platinum. As far as quality is concerned, you could imagine that Acid Rap and Coloring Book are his most heralded projects. Acid Rap received great ratings by critics and fans. Coloring Book received good ratings by fans and great ratings from critics. Like one point away from excellent great. Um, Chance's debut was a letdown. He went big. But the album felt disjointed and slightly less focused than what we're used to from him. He surely made big changes for the industry, but when he had all the eyes on him, he didn't deliver. I feel like he's at a turning point. You know, his next project will determine the direction his career will take. 
And I'm excited to see him prove the doubters wrong because Chance is very talented. And despite how many people think he's super corny, he's an incredible rapper. The number, official number six artist is Chance the Rapper. Number five is Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator is a 29-year-old who hails from Ladera Heights, California. With a score 89.1, he secured his spot in the top five. Um, it's fitting that Tyler and Mac Miller are so close to each other on this list because the trajectories of their career growth are very similar. When Tyler founded Odd Future in 2007, the music he made with his crew could mostly be described as horrorcore. It was violent, obscene, controversial. It was shock value music. And understandingly so, a large amount of the music was immature. Um, His debut mixtape, Bastard, got him banned from the UK. Um, His music video for Yonkers also gained him a lot of popularity and recognition for similar reasons to his music. I mean, in the video, he quote-unquote ate a roach. Um, Despite the content of his music, Tyler had always displayed an incredible talent for rapping and production. His projects were also very conceptual, and there was a clear creative story that Tyler was trying to tell. When Tyler dropped Wolf in 2013, he had made some money and he wanted to stray away from the violent themes he'd used in his first albums and just talk about his experiences. Essentially, as he grew up, his music did too. In Wolf, he completed his conceptual storyline, produced some of the dopest beats he'd ever made, ones that would mark the beginning of his new sound, and he got a little vulnerable. In Cherry Bomb, he channeled his idols and inspiration for Rail and the Neptunes and made a hip-hop rock album. In Flower Boy, he got more personal than he'd ever been and put all his feelings on wax, discussing fame and relationships, his sexuality, and more. His production is top tier, in his prime, and rapping finally caught up to match. And in his Grammy-winning album, Igor, he made a funky, neo-soul, R&B-laced album where he does more singing than rapping. Popularity and quality were Tyler's biggest strengths in this series, but he still made it into the 50th percentile with his success score. He's got three Grammy nominations, including Album of the Year for his work on Frank Ocean's Channel Orange, and he's won one Grammy, winning Best Rap Album for Igor last year. He's got five projects that made the Billboard 200, and they're all in the top ten. Actually, all of them are in the top five. Like The five albums he has on the Billboard 200 have gotten... The one spot, the two spot, the three spot, the four spot, and the five spot. Um, With his latest album, Igor, reaching number one. He's got 12 songs that made it on the Hot 100. He's got two gold albums, one platinum album, two gold records, and three platinum records. For quality, both Flower Boy and Igor are critically acclaimed. Flower Boy got great ratings. Igor got good ratings. Flower Boy and Igor are also fan favorites receiving great ratings, while Wolf also received good ratings from fans. Creatively, Tyler has never been better. He's used the majority of his 20s to revamp his career. And similarly to Mac Miller, he's focused on what he really wants to say rather than a gimmick. And it's definitely for the best. Tyler, the creator, is the number five artist. Number four, Lil Uzi Vert. Lil Uzi Vert is a 26-year-old who hails from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. When I think of artists who are too popular to not be considered, Lil Uzi Vert is at the top of that list. His music is not necessarily for me, but you can't deny that he has a cult following. Um, Uzi started rapping in 2010, but he released his first EP in 2014. His music went viral. He got noticed and mentored by an A&R. He released his first mixtape and signed a deal with Atlantic in 2014. People took to Lil Uzi Vert instantly. His music was rebellious and full of energy. He had an ear for melodies. His music was somehow trap and pop all at once. Um, His mixtapes Love is Rage and Lil Uzi Vert vs. The World, released in 2015 and 2016, were super popular. He had features from Young Thug and Wiz Khalifa, and his single Money Longer took off. And I actually think that might be the first song I heard from him was Money Longer. He toured a lot. He made the 2016 XXL freshman class, released another mixtape and more hits. And in late 2016, he was featured on Migos' Bad and Bougie song, increasing his recognition and his profile even more. Lil Uzi Vert's popularity score is 90th percentile, and he definitely, maybe not purposefully, tested the theory that absence makes the heart grow fonder. He announced his debut studio album, Love Is Rage 2, in 2016, and it was pushed back so many times. In early 2017, he toured with The Weeknd and released Love Is Rage 1.5, which featured his biggest hit, XO Tour Life. 
His music also began to discuss heartbreak and depression entering his emo rapper phase, one that the generation under me clung to, similar to Juice World. That EXO Tour Life song rose his stock exponentially. Um, he finally released his debut in late 2017, toured a bunch more, and released feature after feature. He's done nearly 75 features in five years. Um, he played The Waiting Game again with his second debut, or not his second debut, his second studio album, Eternal A Take. Um, he announced it in 2018, went through a period where he said he quit music and deleted everything, and the album wouldn't be released until March of this year. But between that and the deluxe edition, which was actually a sequel to his third mixtape, um, Lil Uzi Vert versus The World 2, he released like 35 songs this year. His fans held on with bated breath. You know, Lil Uzi Vert tied for the largest success score in the series. He's got two Grammy nominations, including Best New Artist. He's got four albums that made the Billboard 200 with both his studio albums, Love Is Rage 2 and Eternal A Take, reaching number one. He's got 64 songs that made the Hot 100 with six in the top 10 and Bad and Bougie reaching number one. He's got one gold album, three platinum albums, 18 gold records and 21 platinum records. And EXO Tour Life went seven times platinum. His incredibly high popularity and success scores got him to the number four spot. As far as quality, his latest album, Eternal A Take, was critically acclaimed, receiving great ratings. But to be fair, whatever quality means to the critics and fans that rank albums, I don't think Uzi needs it. Six years in the game and the success he's achieved is ridiculous. I honestly just hope that he's mentally okay because his music does have some concerning themes and he clearly means so much to so many people. With a score of 89.4, Lil Uzi Vert claims the number four spot. Number three is Cardi B. Cardi B is a 27-year-old who hails from the Bronx, New York, although she'll be 28 a week from today. She secured the number three spot with a 2020 score of 118. Unlike R&B, where the scores didn't really separate until the top five, in hip-hop, it didn't happen until the top three. Cardi B's score was 20 points higher than Lil Uzi Vert's, whereas the five spots under Cardi were all within 20 points of each other. The top three artists in hip-hop were on another level. Um, Cardi B didn't really start taking her music seriously until 2016, and four years later, she's become one of the biggest hip-hop artists in the game. It's no surprise she has the highest popularity score after a successful run as a reality star on Love & Hip Hop New York, even appearing on Being Mary Jane. She released her first two mixtapes, Gangsta Bitch Music Volumes 1 and 2, in March of 2016 and January of 2017. In February, she signed a record deal with Atlantic, and then she was everywhere, performing at award show after parties, festivals, summer jam, etc. And then she released the biggest song of her career during the summer of 2017, Bodak Yellow. It was hard as fuck. It was fierce. It was her breakthrough moment, and it lasted for a long time. She got two Grammy nominations for that song before even dropping an album. And she rode that momentum right into her debut album, Invasion of Privacy. She showed veracity. She had hits. She was vulnerable. It was an incredible debut, and she broke so many damn records with that album. The level of success she's achieved in like three years is wild. She's got eight Grammy nominations, including Album of the Year for Invasion of Privacy and Record of the Year for I Like It. She won one Grammy for Best Rap Album. Her only album made the Billboard 200, and it went number one. She's got 32 songs that made the Hot 100, with eight in the top ten. And Bodak Yellow, I Like It, WAP, and the Maroon 5 song that she was featured on, Girls Like You, all reaching number one. She's got a platinum album, seven gold records, and 21 platinum records. Not to mention that No Limit, the g Easy song she was featured on, went five times platinum. Girls Like You... The Maroon 5 song went eight times platinum. I Like It went eight times platinum. And Bodak Yellow went nine times platinum. Invasion of Privacy was critically acclaimed, receiving great ratings. But weirdly, it was received below average ratings by fans. And honestly, looking at the user ratings, it seems like the Barb's, Nicki Minaj fans, and misogynistic haters were tanking her ratings. Regardless, this might be one of the fastest breakthroughs we've ever seen, and I guarantee her sophomore album goes number one just off the anticipation alone. If the success of WAP is any indication, she's about to do some serious numbers, like in line to, if she isn't already in line to be one of the most successful artists ever, um, at least rap artists. Um, 
there's way more success in her future and she's definitely cemented in this game right now as everybody awaits her follow-up to invasion of privacy cardi b is the number three artist number two is young thug He's a 29-year-old who hails from Atlanta, Georgia, locked up the number two spot with a score of 122.9. This was easily the biggest surprise of the series for me. He has success in quality scores in the 90th percentile, and I just severely underestimated the amount of quality Young Thug would bring to the table. He first entered into mainstream consciousness in 2013 when he released his debut single, Stoner, although he'd been making music for three years. Young Thug's unique style created intrigue from day one. He signed to Gucci's label and then to the 300 label, and he got a management deal with Cash Money. Over the course of 2014, he released many songs, and his popularity grew, um, being associated with Cash Money's Rich Gang, with Birdman, Rich Homie Quan, and more. Kind of Cash Money trying to get a flash in the pan, trying to recreate the success of Young Money. But Young Thug took the recognition and made it into something. In the span of three years, from 2015 to 2017, Young Thug released eight mixtapes to great success, all before releasing a debut. He released Barter 6, three different Slime Season mixtapes, I'm Up, Jeffrey, Beautiful Thugger Girls, and a collaboration tape with Future called Super Slimy. Young Thug made a name for himself for his exciting guest appearances, his unique flow and delivery, his consistency, and a work ethic. He was a trap artist with a distinctive style and an ear for melodies and, a ways, to, and ways to deliver his raps that made his music stand out sonically from what anyone else was making. In that three-year span, he dropped so many popular songs from Best Friend to Slime Shit to Worth It to Pick Up the Phone to Wyclef John. He was a hit maker. When he finally dropped his debut album, So Much Fun, in 2019, he was at the top of his game. He's got two Grammy nominations, including a win for Song of the Year for his work on This Is America by Childish Gambino. He's got nine projects that made the Billboard 200 with five in the top 10 in his debut album, So Much Fun, reaching number one. He's got 52 songs that made the Hot 100 with three in the top 10 and Havana by Camilla Cabello, which he's featured on, reaching number one. He's got a gold album and a platinum album, 13 gold records and 12 platinum records with Havana reaching nine times platinum. He put up huge quality numbers on quantity alone. He's got 10 projects rated on Metacritic. 10. And all of them are are in the range to get points from critics and fans. Six of them are critically acclaimed. Five of them are fan favorites. And there are four albums that received at least good ratings by fans and critics. Slime Season, Jeffrey, Beautiful Thugger Girls, and his debut, So Much Fun. If you're stunned by how Young Thug made it to the number two spot, um, I'm also stunned, but I also would recommend, if you don't know Young Thug's music, listen to his projects, Jeffrey, Slime Season, Slime Season 3, and Super Slimy. Those are some of my favorite albums by him and and mixtapes, and I think a good example of what he brings to hip-hop. But Young Thug is your number two artist as one of the most successful trap artists who flooded the streets with music. And I guarantee that there is more to come. He's about to get some more success with this um, feature on Megan Thee Stallion's Don't Stop song because that song could get a number one. Um, It's definitely going to be on the Billboard chart. And so he's going to be a part of that. Young Thug is number two. And so here we go. You may know who this is just by omission because i haven't said his name yet the number one the best artist the best hip-hop artist in his 20s travis scott travis scott is a 29 year old who hails from houston texas and this honestly makes sense mr franchise himself he's the only artist in the series to have triple digit scores in all three categories he clinches the number one spot with a 2020 score of 135.5 Travis Scott went from making EPs with his friends in 2008-2009 and releasing them on MySpace to releasing his debut mixtape Al Faro in 2013 with backing and support from Kanye West and T.I. After Al Faro, he would be signed to T.I.'s Grand Hustle label and associated with Kanye's Good Music label. Travis Scott has become one of the best album curators, but in 2013, his main appeal was the sound of his music and the unique way that he used his voice as an instrument. It gave his music a sonic appeal that stood out. He made the XXL 2013 freshman class, 
And in 2014, he released his second mixtape, Days Before Rodeo, to much acclaim. As a prelude to his debut album, Days Before Rodeo was even more experimental with compelling features from Young Thug, Big Sean, and more. Through his music, he'd also made his name as a producer, producing songs for Kanye, Big Sean, Rihanna, and more. In 2015 and 2016, he released star-studded albums, Rodeo and Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight, with production from some of the best in the game like Kanye, Mike Dean, Hit Boy, Metro Boomin, and more, and incredible features like The Weeknd, Andre 3000, Kid Cudi, Young Thug, Justin Bieber, and more. This was the start of Travis's incredible curator phase. He's lyrically not the best rapper, but he holds his own and knows how to craft great songs from putting the right combinations of artists together. Justin Bieber and Young Thug on Maria I'm Drunk, fantastic. Quavo and Young Thug on Pick Up the Phone, Through the Late Night with Kid Cudi, 3500 with Future and 2 Chains. Travis Scott generated incredible buzz and he delivered from album to album. By the time he released Astro World in 2018, he was one of the most popular artists in the game and that just kept on rising, as did his success, especially after releasing a song like Sicko Mode with Drake. He tied Lil Uzi Vert for the highest success score. He has seven Grammy nominations, including Album of the Year for his work on Justin Bieber's Purpose album. All three of his studio albums made the Billboard 200, all top 10. Birds in the Trap Sing, McKnight, and Astroworld reached number one. He's got 66 songs that made the Hot 100 with eight in the top 10. Sickle Mode, Highest in the Room, and The Scots reaching number one. And those last two... um, or just proof of how badly people wanted music from Travis post Astroworld. He's got three platinum albums, four gold records, and 18 platinum records, with Goosebumps reaching five times platinum and Sicko Mode reaching seven times platinum. Both Days Before Rodeo and Astroworld were critically acclaimed, receiving great ratings, while Astroworld and Rodeo are fan favorites. Travis' popularity is only going to get bigger, especially now that he's a franchise, sponsorships from McDonald's, Reese's Puffs, getting picked to create songs for big movies like Tenet. He's one of the most successful artists, and that won't change anytime soon, and he certainly won't lose the ability to create dope albums that everyone wants to listen to. He entered his 20s in 2011, relatively unknown, and now six months away from turning 30, he's one of the biggest hip-hop stars in the game. Straight up, Travis Scott. You know, it makes sense. He is the number one artist. So that is it. That is the 20 and 20 series in a nutshell. Um, Let me give you the full list for hip hop. Number 20, Gunna. 19, Roddy Rich. 18, DaBaby. 17, A Boogie with the Hoodie. 16, Saba. 15 is Jid. 14, Megan Thee Stallion. The honorary 13th spot goes to Juice World. The official 13th spot goes to No Name. 12 is Denzel Curry. 11 is Earl Sweatshirt. 10 is 21 Savage. 9 is Migos. 8 is Lil Baby. 7 is Vince Staples. The honorary 6th spot goes to Mac Miller. The official 6th spot goes to Chance the Rapper. The 5th spot, Tyler the Creator. 4, Lil Uzi Vert. 3, Cardi B. 2, Young Thug. And number 1 is Travis Scott. Um, R&B from 20 to 1, Mahalia, Gallant, Jesse Reyes, Black, Georgia Smith, Kaylee Yukis, Ella May, Daniel Caesar, Chloe and Hallie, Ari Lennox, coming in number 10, Party Next Door, Tiana Taylor, Summer Walker, Tanache, Her, The Internet, Bryson Tiller, Khaled, SZA, and then the number one artist, Kalani. Um, some hip hop artists that were close to making the list, Lil Nas X, um, was next up to make the list after Gunna, you know, he's the only artist to have a diamond, um, single, you know, uh, Old Town Road went 10 times platinum. Um, from there, Joey Badass, Jaden Smith, Lil Yachty, Lil Dirk was considered Polo G, Playboy Cardi, Amine, Corday, Mick Jenkins, Pop Smoke, Tierra Whack, Dreezy, Tink, Kaz, Young and May, Vic Mensa, Smino, Rico Nasty, Kyle, City Girls, Deontay Hitchcock, Buddy, Chica, Guap Dad 4000, uh, NBA Young Boy. And that takes me to my next point. It was it was nearly in 
it's really hard to think of all of the artists in their 20s and include them. Um, I had no idea uh, some artists who were in their 20s, some artists who I thought were in their 20s were actually in their 30s. And so actually, after I had already finished this, I was talking to one of my homies, Joe, um, who is a frequent guest on the podcast, and he mentioned NBA Youngboy. And I hadn't even thought of NBA Youngboy. I thought homie was like 18 years old, but apparently he turned 20 last year. And so just for fun, I put his number, I looked up all his numbers, put him in, and NBA Youngboy would have been the number 11 spot. <laughs> like, apparently he is very popular, and that's with his, he deleted his Instagram and his Twitter, so they, they couldn't be considered um, under the popularity score, but he had like 6 billion YouTube views. Um, he's put out a ridiculous amount of albums, like an insane amount. Um, and they've, I think a majority of them have quality. Let me see what the quality score was. So actually, no, not a lot of quality. All of his albums were, were average ratings, but he's got a ton of songs on the billboard, ton of certifications, no Grammy stuff, but he had done enough to be the number 11 artist but you know it was after the fact so um if i do this again nba young boy will get his roses but i don't listen to his music so i hadn't even really considered him i thought he was younger than he was so apologies to nba young boy um some things that i learned the drake effect is real drake has done so much to increase the recognition and he's put on so many of the artists in this series from R&B and hip hop, from Migos to Georgia Smith to Party Next Door to Lil Baby to Summer Walker and more. Like we, we talk about the Drake effect and joke about the Drake effect and that, you know, he's always like hopping on to like what's new. And people joke about that. And a lot of people are actually serious as a criticism of Drake with that. But you have to think about it from the the fact that you know, he's given so many artists recognition when they may not have received it as quickly as they did. Like, I think Migos, especially, I think they're very grateful to Drake because as I'm sure Migos would have would have blew up on their own, him hopping on that Versace remix, like, moved everything forward very quickly. And that's happened with a lot of these artists. I had never heard of Georgia Smith before she was featured on More Life. And now she's one of my favorite artists. You know what I mean? Um, other things I learned, the hip-hop artists, their scores are so, so much higher than the R&B artists. Um, Kalani placed first in R&B. And if you had took her score and put it in the hip-hop list, she would have placed seventh. Um, the accomplishments of all the hip-hop artists, um, which I forgot I didn't read. I'll read those now. Um, the accomplishments are so much higher. So let me find those. So for all of the the 20, well, technically it's the 22 because there were two honoraries. The 22 artists that were featured in hip-hop, um, 38 gold albums, 20 platinum albums, four times, uh, four multi-platinum albums, 309 gold songs, 164 platinum songs, 77 multi-platinum songs, and 15 that went higher than five times platinum. 85 albums on the Billboard 200. 51 in the top 10, 19 number one albums, 577 songs on the Billboard Hot 100, 56 in the top 10, 17 number one songs. Then you've got the average age of the 22 hip-hop artists was 26. Um, 39 billion YouTube views, 250 million Instagram followers, and almost 88 million Twitter followers, 41 critically acclaimed albums, 34 fan favorites, 47 Grammy nominations, nine of those in the big four categories, eight Grammy wins with two of those in the big four categories. And all of that was like three times more than the R&B artists. It's just that I think especially because so many trap artists were featured on the list, like I mentioned, like the trap artists like they really do look out for each other and they collab with each other all the time. And because they're generally super popular, when one of them achieves success, they usually are bringing somebody along with them because, you know, if you get a billboard 
you get a billboard song, you got four people on it. They all got a billboard song. You know what I mean? And so a lot of that carries over with the hip hop. And you see that a lot more in hip hop than in R&B. Um, so that was just something that was really interested. Um, I feel justified for making this about more than quality because there are artists that made this list that don't have much quality, but that des- deserve to be on this list because of their accomplishments and popularity and success. But I'm also glad um, that the top quality artists, in my opinion, were still represented. Um, this was an incredible group of artists, you know, R&B and hip hop, that are going to go on to have even bigger careers in their 30s. And I'm excited to be along for the ride. Um, yeah, this was really dope. Um, I'm, thank you all for listening, tuning in um, to the 20 and 20 series. Um, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. That is it for this week's episode. Um, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Go on twitch.tv slash thinking outside the boombox. Follow the stream. Um, yeah, that is it for this week's episode. Um, social media links, TOTB, the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, um, and Twitter. Um, this has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 